had enough Halloween fun yet? Me neither. Stay tuned for a continuation of last week's Sea Creature Tale and a trip to the pumpkin patch. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab. I'm Professor Theo. Welcome to the lab. I'm broadcasting from my lab on the campus of Splendid University. The leaves are changing as fall is in full gear, and campus and community both are decorated wildly in brilliant reds and oranges and yellows. Such a beautiful sight. I smelled pumpkin spice coffee in the air and welcomed the cooler hoodie weather. It feels great. It looks great. It smells great. Two items to share this week on another October episode that will feature a much-needed trip to the pumpkin patch and an update with, I think, a surprising twist on Buck Travers and his attempt to verify the existence of the splendid sea creature. Let's start with that, shall we? The Splendid Sea Creature Last week we left kid superhero Buck Travers all by himself, maybe, underneath the 16th Street Bridge on the hunt for the infamous splendid sea creature. It seemed to Buck that he was all alone, until something large began to move behind him. Is it possible? Buck whispered to himself. The trees and brush were thick between the bank where Buck stood and the rolling river just a few yards away. Something massive was definitely moving in that thicket, maybe more than one. Buck's instinct told him to run, to fly, or to prepare for battle. But he did none of the three. He stood, watched, and waited. Whatever it was, was getting nearer. Suddenly, an enormous, scary, slimy green sea creature head poked out of the greenery. Its eyes, eyes the size of frisbees, were staring at Buck. Buck screamed, turned, and began to run fast. He didn't make it far, though, before the entire beast had emerged, crashed onto the path not far behind Buck, and let out a roar that shook the ground. Before Buck could huff it into high gear, he took one last look behind him to see how much of a gap stood between him and the sea creature. What he saw stopped him dead in his tracks. He stood staring at the sea creature. The sea creature gawked back. Buck was surprised to see that the gigantic Godzilla-looking beast, one easily the size of our home, was, appeared to be, and this is the part that threw me for a loop, dressed in a Halloween costume. The colossal aquatic animal seemed to be disguised as some sort of superhero, a star pinned to its chest and a long flowing red cape trailing behind. Are you, Buck began, his voice a bit shaky, in costume or... Are you a superhero sea creature? 
Please tell me you're not a superhero sea creature, because this is already a lot to absorb. The splendid sea creature stood stone still, nodded, and winked at Buck. And then it motioned in the direction of the riverbank in a way that made Buck think the sea creature wanted Buck to follow it. The beast clambered back to its home, and Buck followed cautiously. When Buck entered the brush, he was shocked to find not one or even two sea creatures, but a whole host of them. What do you call a collection of sea creatures? A herd? Anyway, there was a whole bunch of them, all dressed in costume, having a Halloween party. One sea creature was dressed as a detective, another as a doctor. A sea creature doctor. Have you ever heard of such a thing? Music was now playing. Cupcakes, really big cupcakes, were being devoured. This is weird, Buck muttered silently to himself. But the longer he stayed, and the more fun he had, the less strange it seemed. Buck will always remember the night he Halloween partied with a whole herd of splendid sea creatures. But would any of his kids' superhero friends believe him? Do you think they'll believe him, listeners? No, no, they did not. Good thing Buck took pictures. I have proof. Unfortunately, the photos didn't come out as well in the darkness, and so they turned out as fuzzy as so many other pictures that had kept the sea creature rumor mill swirling all these years. Fine, you don't believe me. I'll take you there. His kid superhero friends, Tracy Thompson, Mandy Magic, Robert Robertson, and Nick Newton, followed him to the spot underneath the bridge and into the brush by the river where they found nothing. Look at all this trash, Robert lamented. Tracy added, yeah, we really should let the Earth Power Team know. That's what I was thinking, Buck added. But you all have to believe me, they were here, really. Nick Newton laughed and rolled his eyes. You got us good, Buck. Yeah, good one, Mandy added. Let's head back. His friends leaving, Buck pleaded. They were here, I promise. I partied with them. Buck wondered where his sea creature friends had gone and resolved to find them, not only to prove to his human friends that they existed, but also, well, truth be told, he had a good time partying with those mysterious, enormous, scary, slimy, green, interesting, kind, and fun sea monsters. I have a feeling we haven't heard the last of Buck Travers and the sea creatures of splendid West Virginia. Our front yard is decorated with all things Halloween, spiders and skeletons, zombie hands reaching up out of the ground, more than a host of ghosts, a witch or two, and more. And now some pumpkins as well, thanks to a trip to Pumpkin Patch. Ten pumpkins out of the pumpkin patch, of all shapes, colors, and sizes. Each kid was allowed one to snatch, an autumn memento, field trip prizes. Buck grabbed the biggest and lugged it away, but it was so heavy he wished for a sleigh. Tamar was up next, a green bumpy one the choice, that was their first pick and made them rejoice. 
Gina picked one best for carving time. Her sister Deidre, the brightest orange in its prime. Cody's turn was the last of his team. His choice? Any of the six gourds that remained. Overwhelmed by the options, he began to scream. His excitement could not be contained. Five pumpkins remained out of the original ten, and the teacher went home with all of them. They would make excellent classroom decor for all the kiddos to come and adore. That's all for this week, listeners. I had originally planned only three episodes for October, but I may have to add a fourth next weekend, for there is a very important Halloween story yet to tell. We'll see. Either way, we're just a couple of weeks away from the third annual Election Day special and the 100th episode of the Professor Theo's Mystery Lab podcast is near. In the meantime, take a bike ride. Read a book. Tell yourself virtual school is cool. Write your own story. Watch The Addams Family. Play Toss. Play Minecraft. Play with your toys. Daydream. And listen to podcasts for the love of splendid... Be good to each other. Hello, this is Risty Joy again. You've been listening to Professor Theo's Mystery Lab, which is written and read by my adorable husband, Jonathan Joy. And Levi Joy. Thank you for rating and reviewing this podcast on iTunes. Please continue to spread the word. Also, consider supporting this project by making a small monthly pledge at ProfessorTheo.com. You can email our family at theprofessortheo at gmail.com or tweet at us at Theo underscore mystery. Thanks for listening. 